everyone. This is Romy's Review the Movies. I am Lindsay. I'm Maria. And today we are reviewing the 1992 classic <laughs> class act starring Kid in Play. Um, now, I watched this a million times, but this is Maria's first time seeing it. Yes. So this is going to be interesting. <laughs> So, um, yeah, so did you have any um, initial thoughts before we get started? Well, I want to hear about uh, your experience with the movie, like the first time you saw it, how it was a classic for you, like all that kind of stuff. Um, well, I don't remember the very first time I saw it. <laughs> it's been that long. <laughs> but I do remember it um, as a kid having it on tape and watching it all the time. Um, I just, I like this movie a whole lot. Um, it was different than the house parties that we have been seeing from them. Um, so it was seeing them in a different light. Um, the concept may have not been as unique, but they put their own unique spin on it. I definitely appreciated it. So, um, and then as a kid, I think I was like about eight at the time when it came out. So, yeah, I really, really, really enjoyed it. Um, I think it's like my second favorite because House Party 2 is mm -hmm. my favorite kid and play movie. So I think Class Act is like my second favorite. And I know that's I know that statement right there is pretty controversial because everybody's in love with House Party, but yeah, like I love House Party as well, but House Party 2 is my favorite and then Class Act and then House Party. So, yeah, this yeah. is uh, the first time I've seen this one for sure because like I was eight when it came out. Uh, so my parents were not going to take me to see this. Yeah. And like um, my older sister, had like moved out, so I didn't have you know that kind of outlet uh, for mm -hmm. a movie like this. Um, so yeah, I seen one of the house parties, I don't know which one it was, um, but I've never seen this one for sure. But okay, I really so enjoyed it. So, you've only seen one of the house parties? I've only seen one of the house parties, and I'm not quite sure which one that was. Oh, okay. So we are definitely going to discuss that. <laughs> That's like a staple in every black household right there. So yeah, we're definitely yeah. going to going to visit that one. So you guys stay tuned in because we will be tackling that. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, I knew, I knew they were like really popular, you know, and everything. Like I was very aware of Kid and Play and like their dance and stuff like that. Their comedians, blah, blah, blah. But like I was not allowed to see their films. So. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, honestly, their films, <clears throat> their films aren't really that bad. Like, mm -hmm. as far as, like, the language or the um, visuals mm -hmm. or anything like that, they, they're really, I, and even, even back then, they really weren't that bad, you know? Yeah, so. I can imagine. But, you know, yeah. I wasn't allowed to see Attack of the Killer Tomatoes, so. This yeah. is PG 13, so and I'm eight there, you know, so it's not happening. Yes, yeah. <laughs> well, nope, you got a few more years, yeah. <laughs> so yeah. But um, it was really funny, uh, some really great like camera work, 
some really cool shots to you that I didn't expect, mm-hmm. um, especially for like a comedy film, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it has its own song that it plays at least like five or six times through the movie, which I thought was funny. Uh, no, I didn't notice that. Yeah, it plays the song like at least five times. Oh, wow. Yeah, uh, I did not notice that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It has some really great aesthetic choices. Like I really liked um, the difference between, I guess, the regular school and the advanced class. Mm-hmm. Right. The advanced class has this really striking, like all lavender look. Um, very, uh, you know, kind of soft and almost like reminded me of the intro for a different world. Because, you know, mm-hmm. they have those singular color rooms they move through. Right, right. Um, like that a lot. And then there's a sh- there's a shot where they're all on the pay phones. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, that is a really dope shot. <laughs> you know? Right, right, right. Some of the camera work is like very reminiscent of music videos mm-hmm. at the time, but it still looked really good. Yeah. Yeah. Lots yeah. of legendary, iconic actors in this film. Mm-hmm. Yep. R.I.P. to Thomas Ford. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Well, that's good. That's good. That um, sounds like we we're gonna get a positive review from you. <laughs> yeah, you are. I mean, I do have you know some some critiques, but it's mostly yeah. uh, because of things that would probably wouldn't fly so much now. You know what I mean? So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so yeah. So let's get into the review. Um. Well, the the movie starts out with them all in a local jail being held, and um, Kid's character, which is um, Duncan Penderhughes, yes. <laughs> love that name. So he like, is. Some of the names right, in this film <laughs> are hilarious. They're yes. hilarious. So. He is um, trying to explain himself to one of the cops that is sitting there, um, basically sitting there watching them. He's and doing the guy, that. how did I end up here? I bet you know, right, kind of thing. right, right. And the cop is like, Yeah, whatever. He's letting him tell his story, but he ain't paying him no mind in the same time. Yeah, you know, so, he's like, I'm getting paid, so why not? <laughs> right, right, right. So the story is just set up to be told as a big old flashback. And so, um, basically showing the two contrasts between the between the kid and play characters, which is Duncan Penderhughes and um, Michael Blade. Blade Brown. So, um, which that, that one is played by Play, right. and Play is pretty much a misfit. He has this reputation of being like the toughest guy in town. Nobody. Um, nobody messes with him. He's actually, uh, his reputation precedes itself because for some reason, everybody doesn't know what he looks like, but they definitely know his name. Yeah. Yeah. And then, um, Duncan Penderhughes, he comes from a great family. He's a well-established kid. He's been over exceeding since he could uh, read. And 
He's meeting with college recruits and they're basically like, okay, everything looks good, but you're going to need a physical education credit or we will not accept you at all. Right, and they're representatives of Hafford University, right. Stanford right. and Harvard. Right, right, right. So with, um, so that's basically his dilemma. Now, um, Blade Brown, which is play by play, he is in jail. <laughs> and so he's meeting with his parole officer because he's not 18 yet, or his probation officer, rather. He's not 18 yet. And the judge is allowing him to come out if he goes back to school and he um, gets good grades. And <laughs> his probation officer is on his ass, basically, and was like, if you do anything, um, if you do anything, like even wipe your ass sideways, I'm going to be on it. Yes. Right. Oh. Like, wipe, my, wipe my ass sideways. You don't like me, do you? <laughs> like, how did you even come up with that? <laughs> right. <laughs> right. That was so random. So one thing he had to do was he had to cut his dreads because uh, Blade had dreads. So he had to cut his dreads. Mm -hmm. Which was a good thing because my dreads were terrible. But um <laughs> They were bad. They had not been touched up while he was in jail, you know? Not at all. Not at all. So, um, so they get out, or he gets out or whatever, and it's the first day of school. They go to the school, and it's a, it's a big rush. Everybody is going in, you know, overly excited yeah, to be you know there. That first day of school, chaos. Right, right. And so... They ended up um, bumping into one another, and Blade pushes Duncan. And when he pushed him, he pushed him into the office, which the administrator assistant, she's going through uh, everybody's permanent files. Yeah. yeah. And so Amazing. when she's going through files, he ends up bump, bumping into her, and all the fouls go everywhere. So Duncan's picture goes on Blade's file, and Blade's picture goes on Duncan's file. Now, when all this is going on or whatever, before he gets pushed in, when she's, like, doing, like, the little dance or whatever, I mm -hmm. always thought that she had to use the bathroom. Is that what <laughs> that did not occur to me. No. <laughs> Um, so, what did you take from that part? Well, actually, at that part, it was just like, um, you know, she was saying hello to people, whatever, and then like she was, some of the students were grabbing her ass in the hallway, and I was like, yeah. what is happening? Yeah. <laughs> and she's like uh, looking through the permanent records, and then she's picking out teenage boys that she thinks are attractive, and I was like, okay, this is, <laughs> this is not yeah, so yeah, because she rubbed them on her boobs. But when yeah. she was, I, I I don't know if that's just the eight year old in me, but I always thought that she was, um, she was doing the pee dance. 
until I watched it a couple weeks yeah, ago. That sounds, that sounds like that might be the eight-year-old idiot. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I mean, that's that's uh, that's the um, thing that you would do at eight, you know. Yeah, oh, yeah I, I always thought that <laughs> a couple weeks ago, and I was just like, when I watched it a couple weeks ago, I'm like, maybe that's not what was going on. No, I don't think Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> but when... Um, Blade pushes Duncan into the office where she's going through these records. He lands face first in her boobs, and I was like, "Okay." Yeah, <laughs> there's a lot of like accidental sexual harassment. Kind of right, thing. right, right. It was intentional and accidental all right. throughout, all throughout of here. Yeah, and he lands in a couple people's boobs too. Yeah, that is not the only yeah. time somebody lands some <laughs> poor lady's boobs. Yeah, right. <laughs> So he um so yeah, so that happens. They're they're that's how their files get switched. So um now they gotta meet with the principal to get their uh class schedule. So Blade, who the principal thinks is Duncan, meets with the um principal. And the principal is super nice to him and so happy for him to be there. Right. Just so happy for him to be there. You know, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. So with that, um, he's kind of confused, but not really. Like he's he's like a tad bit confused because he's so used to people being so mean and rude to him. Mm-hmm. You know, but and he's like very aggressive with the principal as well. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, the principal is telling him about the knowledge bowl or whatever you know that they're yeah. gonna have uh, later that year. And uh, <laughs> Blade is like, I'm gonna tear their arms off of the competition or whatever. Mm-hmm. He doesn't really know what the principal's talking about, but he's like, competition, I'm handling. I'm gonna tear their arms off their sockets, you know. Right. And put their and, heads yeah, in the head. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> And the principal is like, oh, this is great, you know? <laughs> mm-hmm. Right. So then the principal meets with Duncan, who he thinks is Blade. Total different demeanor. He didn't pull out his baseball bat. He is like just basically saying, we don't want no trouble out of you. Of course, Duncan don't know what's going on. So he's being himself. And yeah, very the, timid, mild mannered kind of right. guy. And so this principal is meeting him with like a ton of aggression. Right. Huge aggression. And he's not catching on to why this is going on. And yeah. <laughs> he's just being very, very uh green to the situation. Yeah, like, <laughs> uh let me just get out of here. Like <laughs> I just right. Want to survive this, basically, right? So after uh, after they have their meetings, they get their class schedules. Uh, Blade goes to the um, advanced uh, class yeah. section of the high school. Which, yeah, it's like the, there's like a wing for the advanced students. Yeah, and it has a bouncer. Yes. <laughs> Extra yeah. school idea, I guess, to see if you can get inside. Because, like, yeah. I guess so many kids are trying to, like, fake their way into the advanced center. <laughs> like, what's going on here? Right, right. Like, he, right, he well, had to show his class schedule. Right. <laughs> yeah, like, it was weird. It was weird. I was just like, 
So people like, really making it to access to quality education or what, what is happening? Right. Right. Like it was it was it was a bit much. <laughs> so they go over there or he goes over there or whatever and it's immaculate like it looks like a totally different building has a totally different color scheme it's very 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 clean mm -hmm. and sanitized and mm -hmm. looks no graffiti no graffiti no body just hanging out in the hallway doing nothing like it looks like a totally there. different building yeah what, what did you say everybody's excited to be there you know yes yes they're definitely excited to be there so then, um, but let's see the teacher who uh, is like the class that he walks in on is played by Rhea Perlman. Rhea Perlman, yeah. And she's like handsy with him. She's like rubbing up on him, whatever. And like, right. he's like, man, can we not <laughs> caress the students? <laughs> right, right. But, you know, given the type of students, stereotypically that are in those type of classes he's he doesn't fit that so she's like very very attracted to him it's a little creepy like very it's, it's extremely creepy it's extremely creepy because we're still talking about a child exactly <laughs> but yeah so that's um that's duncan quote unquote so then we go over to uh, quote unquote, blame. right? His classes are in a totally different building on the other side of the playground, and poor, poor teacher. He's, he's just like hiding under his desk or something, and he's the just kids running roughshod over him. They're just doing whatever they want, you know, whatever. Yeah, and that's that was where we yeah. see uh, Dougie Doug's character. Yeah. And I was like, oh my God, Ducky Duck, I used to love him. Like when I was like, oh, I thought he was so funny. He used yeah. to watch his show and everything, right? Yes. And then of course I saw Cool Runnings like a million times. Yeah. Yes. And then he was on um Cosby as well. Mm-hmm. And he plays Popsicle. Um, um because of the other thing, because he's cool and a mess or something. <laughs> yeah, right. Well, speaking of Dougie Doug, I don't know if you've known or heard about the um, the little docu-series that's on Showtime. It's called mm. um, Let's Talk About Cosby. Oh, I've heard of it. I didn't know it was on Showtime. Yeah. Yes, it's on Showtime. Um, I want to say it's like a three-part docu-series. Mm -hmm. And Dougie Doug, it took a part of it. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's a really good docu series. Um, I would suggest anybody watch it. But yeah, okay. yeah. So, um, kind of still looks the same minus the dreads. Yeah, but you can tell he's aged. He yeah. Huh? Uh, he, oh yeah, he's he looks he looked quite young actually. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. You can tell he's aged. He doesn't have the dreads no more, but he practically looks the same. So that's always a plus because you don't want to see nobody cracked out, you know? <laughs> so, but yeah, but yeah. So yeah, this is when we see him. <clears throat> He's a great addition to the show. Um, 
yeah and he he provides the comic relief on the yeah, um, and you can tell like other people in the scenes with him are trying not to laugh because right. there are a few times where they're just kind of like this <laughs> right. right so we got the neighborhood um or the not the neighborhood but the resident dope dealer who what was his name wedge wedge absolutely mm -hmm. yeah so yeah wedge is played by uh, <laughs> a very young uh let's see uh ernest lamont johnson mm -hmm. who's been in a lot of stuff yeah, uh, since then, but yeah, the yeah, he almost time. looks so different. In this. Yeah, but I always remembered him from Class Act. I think that's probably mm -hmm. like the first time I've ever saw him. But mm -hmm. I think the last time I saw him was when he was um, playing Maya's cousin on Girlfriends. Oh wow! Yeah, because remember she had a cousin that did her hair. He owned a um, salon. Mm -hmm. And that's who that's who played him, played her cousin. And that man can act. Yeah, he can. Yeah, that man could definitely act. He's so <clears throat> so yeah. So um yeah, he's yeah. the neighborhood he's um sad. bully, drug dealer. He's the bully, the drug dealer. And like mm -hmm. I just wanna know about this, these wardrobe choices for which. <laughs> like I was like, okay, I know I was like eight and maybe not like totally into fashion or whatever, but I don't remember like electric line mesh crop tank tops. <laughs> yeah. I'm not sure I'm being the thing, but maybe I'm yeah. wrong. Yeah, that wasn't that wasn't anything that I was seeing on a normal basis. Right. So I was just like, maybe this just did this style just didn't hit the Midwest, you know? Maybe that was a California thing, right? Yeah, it it had to be because yeah, that with his belly out, not like just like showing his belly, but his belly out like over his pants. Yes, his yeah, that that crop top was on ten. Mm. So, but um, but yeah, yeah, his he had a few he had a few um wardrobe questionable choices. wardrobe choices. Yeah, yes, choices were made. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so he um he comes in, you know, uh just wrecking havoc on the class or whatnot. Um Duncan, aka Blade, is just there, you know, still not one hundred percent grasping what's going on. Mm -hmm. Then He's confused and like he doesn't know where he can sit and whatever. Right. And like he talks to Demita by accident. And that's what makes Wedge so angry, right? Because he's like he owns her basically, right? Basically, and I can't remember how did they end up on the floor. Oh, it was just he was trying to find a seat, right? And Popsicle's like, no, nah, you can't sit there. You can't sit there either. He's like, basically, you need to pay me to not sit on the floor. But Demita was on the floor, too. I don't know. It, it, it's just so much happening in that classroom. <laughs> right, like, right. Like, I can't remember why they ended up on the floor. But they end up on the floor while he's crawling over. He didn't. Mm -hmm. That's another um, mild sexual harassment. Because he ends up with his boobs in Demita's, or is it with his face in Demita's boobs? 
And so, um, yeah, what he and for some reason he's like all over her. He's like, for I don't know why. And she's just like, get off me. Like, what are you doing? You know? Mm-hmm. And yeah, so he's I trying think- to crawl away um from something and he ends up like face playing a thing into her chest. Right, right. And so I think that's what alarmed Wedge on you know what was going on. And I um and then they get up and what else happened? Because they end up having words. Yeah. Well, yeah, basically and yeah. then uh, popsicles, like you know, don't you know who this is? Blah blah. blah. Yeah, he went and got his file, and he read his file. That part was funny. He yeah, was like, "Yeah, like, have to do his last breath guy. like doo doo." <laughs> that was so funny. He was like, "Damn, that's in a file that his breath smell like doo." <laughs> Very extensive file. Right. Right. So that's when he's introduced as Blade Brown. And so that doesn't move Wedge one way or another. He's still gonna be his, he's still gonna be the bully. He doesn't yeah, know gotta be the toughest and baddest, you know. Yeah. He doesn't know his reputation or anything like that. So he's just like, Yeah, I don't care. So they all sit down and he tells the teacher to start um, teaching again. Then the teacher comes from up under the desk and he says, yes, reading is fundamental. <laughs> poor teacher, poor teacher. So and he, uh, he challenges, challenges him to a fight after school. Oh no, he hadn't done that yet. Cause remember that's when Demita comes and sits next to him and she's trying to uh, push up on him, but mm-hmm. he's moving away from her while she's moving mm-hmm. her desk closer to him. And mm-hmm. then he passes her number over. And so then when he takes it, that's when Wedge comes over and like twists his hand back. And that's when he challenged him to the fight. Mm-hmm. So he was like, he got to fight him at three o'clock outside. And then the the uh, bell rings, and so they all leave. So, at the end of um, the day, he sees the principal, and the principal, oh, he tries to get the principal's attention, but, of course, the real Blade sees him trying to get the principal's attention, and he grabs him and takes him to the woodshop class. And basically threatens him. Bullies him. him. Right. Yes. We can see the mix up. Right. Right. So this is their first interaction together. So he basically threatens him um, to continue to play him so that he can pass his classes for him. So he reluctantly Mm -hmm. agreed. And then he also told him that um, he needs to pass uh, P.E., and he also, he will, and that, you know, he's got this fight and like, he's oh, like, I yeah. can't do that. <laughs> right, right, right. And, you know, the most important thing is your reputation in high school. So Blade was like, I got this, no problem. So 
he was just like, you better be there. So he shows up and Blade catches Wedge coming out the bathroom about to go outside and he steals on him, knocks him out, puts him in a locker. Then he goes outside and Wedge says, has so many concussions during this movie. Yes. <laughs> uh, at one point I tweeted, I was like, he's going to need a neurologist because this... <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. He he got a lot. He got a lot of um, bangers. He's, he spends this entire movie yeah. beat down on. In a daze. Right. <laughs> and right, some of them were very much deserved. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So the real Blade goes outside and says that he saw Wedge running home. So the fight is over. Blade won. So um, after that, they go to the parking lot. <clears throat> and he tells him, you know, I, um, I need to let you drive or I need to let you have Lucille. Mm-hmm. Basically, if you're gonna be me, you gotta drive Lucille, and, right? Uh, and then in the opposite direction, he has to take uh, Duncan's bike. <laughs> right, right. So he has to ride this bike. Ain't no telling the last time he rode a bike because Lord have mercy, that was torture. And and, and uh, uh, Duncan is Duncan. like, I can't drive. I don't know how to drive. And and right. he's like, You'll learn. I was like, You're really just gonna let him drive your car, right? That's uh, just I remove- love this car that much, but you're gonna trust it to somebody who has never driven. He's hitting switches. He's like doing he all the time. Right, right. It just reminded me of a clueless. You know, you're a virgin. Mm-hmm. You can't drive. So. <laughs> right, <laughs> right, right. So that both of them getting home was a mess. Mm-hmm. That was absolutely yeah, because um, Blade actually crashed the bike. Um, yeah, because uh, oh, well, we skipped over the part where Blade is in advanced this advanced student's wing, and he meets Ellen, who is played by Karen Parsons, which you would know from um, Fresh Prince Bel Air, mm-hmm. playing Hillary. So she's she's the love interest for him. Yeah, and so he actually crashes next to them. Right. Right. Yeah, and then you hear her talking about him after he rides off. She's like, he's amazing. Yeah. And then the meet like um Duncan draws past Demita and she's talking about him saying that he's all that. Mm-hmm. Now, side note, in real life, the lady that plays Demita looks amazing. Yeah, like she looks day. She looks the same. She looks better now. Honestly, I mean, she looked great back then, but she looks She's better still now. beautiful. Yeah. Oh my gosh, she is like breathtaking right now. Mm-hmm. So, so that, that's yeah. Alicia Rogers. Yeah. Yeah, she, she, oh, she, she looks great. And um, I was I was like, oh okay, they actually put you know a darker skinned girl in here as a love interest. Yeah, but the thing is, is that they. They play up to that trope mm-hmm. of hypersexualizing mm-hmm. the darker skin. Yes. And the light skin is like angelic, basically. Mm-hmm. 
Yes. Yeah. yeah, the movie has an issue with colorism for both yeah. the leads and their love interests. Absolutely. Um, and I was like, wow. Okay, because uh, I was like, oh, because at first it was like, oh, they actually have a dark skin girl as a love interest, which is not something I would expect of a film from the 90s or really a it's film the same from thing today, with, honestly. Um, but they do use the stereotypes of a darker skinned person being more aggressive. Um, you know, when it comes to, to Blade, like he's aggressive, he's violent, he's quick to anger, you know, that kind of stuff, and, and fights, you know. Um, mm-hmm. While the lighter skinned folks are, uh more genteel i guess you would say like mm-hmm. they're softer spoken uh more intellectual and uh, less prone to violence i guess um, right. less aggressive um and uh with the same thing at house party yeah yeah with Demi- in particular you know she's more sexually aggressive mm-hmm. than ellen yeah she's very much she's more sexually aggressive than play I mean, I play kid. Yeah. So, yeah. 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 I Of course, I didn't notice that at eight, but I definitely noticed that now. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, but yeah, that's they do the exact same thing at House Party. So, with both the men and the women. So, mm-hmm. yeah. So, it's a, it's a running thing with them, but, you know... That's just how it was back then, you know. Mm-hmm. Now, now it's a topic of discussion, but it was something that was fed to us on a continual on a continual basis. Mm-hmm. That without we, question, really, like right, right, right. Because to a certain point, I remember um, not being able to take a light skinned gangster seriously. Mm. You know. Especially, mm-hmm. I think it was um, Meteor Man with uh, Robert Townsend. Yeah. Like the L. No, no, not Meteor Man. Um, original Gangsters. Oh, okay. Have you ever seen that? No. Okay, that's what. Um, what's his name? Was it Fred Williamson and and um, Jim Brown or John Brown? No, Jim Brown. And start, uh, what's, the, what's the lady's name that played Foxy Brown? Let's look it up. <laughs> okay, so that's Pam Greer. Pam Greer, yes. So, yeah, it's a yeah, we've got Fred Williamson, Prayer, mm-hmm. Pam Greer, Richard Roundtree, Jim Brown. Yeah. yeah. Paul yeah. Linfield. We yeah, a lot of people in here. Yeah, yeah, because they, they use the people from the black exploitation era. And made mm. this movie. That's why it's called Original mm. Gangsters. But um, the um, villain in the movie is um, Braxton from the uh, Jamie Foxx show. Yeah, Christopher B. Duncan. Yes. I could not take him seriously at all. <laughs> <laughs> and I feel like it's because he was light-skinned. Like, we have been trained mm-hmm. that light-skinned don't don't play gangsters, you know. They're not tough, you know. Right, they're not tough at all. So, yeah. But yeah, I couldn't take him seriously in the least. So, yeah, I think there was a light-skinned guy in uh, that was ahead of the gang in Meteor Man, too. Oh, really? Yeah. I can't think of his name. But he played in quite a few uh, Robert Townsend movies. But 
to put 20 on 10 and meteor man they all have blonde hair hmm yeah yeah he made them all have platinum blonde hair <laughs> so, <laughs> meteor man is a whole different beast but anyway <laughs> so um so yeah so back to the movie um yeah yeah they do they do have a thing with colorism um, that is a running theme with the kid and play movies. Um, and I don't know. And, you know, honestly, I don't know if that could be 100% avoidable because of the fact that it's kid and play. Like, I mean, it can be avoidable. Like he could have played, they could have played the opposite roles. You know? They could have, but would you have bought it? Yeah. I feel like, they, yeah. I mean, I feel like they could sell it. So. I don't I don't think we could have necessarily bought Kid as the the original Blade Brown. Well, the thing about it is throughout the film, you know, they because this is like a take on the Prince and the Popper, like they're trading places, right? Mm -hmm. Um, you see him develop into a more like blade like person. And yeah. um yeah, I think with like maybe some wardrobe changes, perhaps, you know, maybe a Different hairstyle, whatever. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. 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 Cause I thought about that watching it this last time and I was just like, I don't know if I would have necessarily bought it. Maybe because of House Party. I yeah, probably I mean, because of House Party. I, I, if, I feel like he could play it, you know, just maybe change yeah. his hair. It's a little yeah. something goes. <laughs> yeah. But I feel like he could, he could play it. And, um, I would buy it if he could play it, but I mean, but that's the whole thing with colorism, like you said, like it's puts you into thinking, okay, well, these folks are this way and these folks are that way, right? They can't be these, they can't like mix across or be any different from you know what colorism says they can be. So, right, right, that's true, that's true. Um, so yeah, so back to the storyline um okay so they go home or whatever um oh yeah so blade's mom is played by the great loretta divine, loretta divine. unfortunately she doesn't have that many scenes in the movie mm -mm, she doesn't yeah and she's um like kind of sick of him really of him being in trouble all the time and all that kind of yeah. stuff and so, you know, him coming home is contentious. Like, she didn't, like, I guess she didn't pick him up from jail. It seems like he went from jail straight to school. And, like, right. Then went home. I was noticing that, too, because I was just like, okay, so she didn't know. Like, watching it now like, as an that? adult. Right. Yeah. Watching it now as an adult getting ready for this show, it really had me looking at it in a different light. Because, mm -hmm. Even watching it as an adult, because the thing is that VH1 plays this movie often. And even watching it on VH1, I don't watch it to really analyze what's going on. Mm -hmm. And so we're watching it now. It's like, <laughs> yeah, a lot of this stuff is not like I get y'all have to do it to get to a certain point. But it logically doesn't make any sense. Cause I was really, cause I was really like, okay, like, how did she not know? <laughs> right, where did he go when he got released, and where was his car at? Who picked him up? 
Right. Right. Like, did he drive his car to jail and it was just in the parking lot? Like, I didn't understand that part. Yeah. No. Yeah. So, yeah, that part was beyond me, especially because you got a probation officer. So I'm sure you got um, released to your mama's house. And then all this, like, he's done all this, had this huge reputation at 17. Mm-hmm. You know, that's what that's what really got me. I was like, he when did he have time to even make it to a senior in high school? Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> like I would have thought that he would at best be a sophomore. Because he just he didn't have the time to be sitting in school getting crazy. <laughs> he didn't have the time. Right. Like he's too busy being on the streets. Exactly. Too busy building his rep, you know? So yeah, there's a lot, a lot of like you really have to suspend logic and just let some things ride just to enjoy yeah, the movie. Truly, truly. Yeah. But you know, it's 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 set up very much like a fantasy. It's not supposed to be like a drama or you know, like have a bunch of serious details, you know. So mm-hmm. it's fine. I can suspend my disbelief. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> it's just kind of funny. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But it's and just, so we get to see, we get, yeah, yeah, we get to see their home lives, right? And so, mm-hmm. uh, we're that's Blade with Loretta Divine, and then like Duncan, uh, his dad is played by Meshach Taylor. Yes, he's his last name. Um, who I just love him, you know, from Designing Women, mm-hmm. and then also um, Mannequin. Have you seen Mannequin? No. Oh, you should see Mannequin. But yeah. uh yeah, he's really great comedic actor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I just I just loved him from designing women. Yeah. Yeah. And, and he did uh, a good job in this movie too. Oh, he's fantastic. He's yeah. so funny. He is. Yeah. 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 But so a running theme that you were um alluding mm-hmm. to earlier about some things that probably shouldn't fly or probably wouldn't mm-hmm. fly mm-hmm. is with the parents. Yeah, would and shouldn't for sure, yeah. uh, because we do get a look at Duncan's life with uh, Misha Taylor's dad and everything, and um, they're very, you know, uh, subdued, and they don't have they don't they don't have a TV. They just read paper on couches next to each other, you know, um, uh, you know, classical chips. music, and like he's asking, they're having you know dinner together, right? And he's asking him, "Did you meet anybody who was like your intellectual equal today?" You know. Mm-hmm. Um, all this kind of stuff. Right. And, and then uh, um, Play still, at this point, still has his high top. So right. the, um, Dad asked him, like, you know, could you take a couple of inches off the top? And he was like, he said, Dad, this is expression. Right. So. <clears throat> That's his little rebellion. He was like, I'm expressing myself aerodynamically or some stuff. No, yes. Or, That's what he said. Aerodynamically. Yes. <laughs> Who's just like, oh, well, all right, okay. So, Blade yes. comes over, mm-hmm. and he comes over with a trunk or a suitcase, suitcase, and or clothes, because he's like, you gotta, you know, you gotta step your game up if you're gonna be me. Right, right. You can't be messing up my rep that I've spent so many years building. No more button ups and khakis. Right. So they go through this whole fashion montage yes it's and a makeover scene i was like yes. oh 
this is great. I've never seen like two men do have like a makeover scene, right? Oh, really? Yeah, in a yeah. movie. Like, can you recall? Um, I not off the top, not off the top. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I can't. I can't think of really? anyone off the top. You don't have a lot of like teen movies that center around like teen guys where there's like a makeover scene. Um, there are some, but it's not nearly as popular as uh, other films like that came later, yeah. other teen movies that came later. So, right, um, right. But you forget like, that they're playing teens in this movie. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they're clearly in their 20s. Like, right. <laughs> nobody is a teenager in this film. Maybe yeah. Dougie Doug. Like I don't yeah. I don't even think he is. Yeah. I was yeah, and, maybe. <laughs> yeah. And I looked up um Demita. She was like, I want to say she was like dang near 30. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Nobody's nobody's a teenager in this film at all. So. At all. So um, <laughs> But yeah, he's like, he's going to make him over. He's got, he's bought over some clothes, you know, and uh, he's going to do his hair. Yeah. And it's, uh, it's a definitely a callback to the scene where uh, Blade had his hair cut off before he left the prison mm-hmm. uh, because Duncan is screaming and everything like, yeah, like he's just getting murdered. <laughs> yes. Yes. And it's just ironic that his dad just said something about his hair. And then he yeah. changes it like that, you know. And <laughs> just you know that it's it's very like of that time your your peers are much more influential on you than your mm-hmm. parents, you know. Right, right, exactly. And with the whole <clears throat> with the whole running theme that would not fly. We get a piece of it right here because the parents are kind of especially the father is kind of thinking that his son might be gay. Yeah, because he walks in to the room while they're doing the makeover or whatever. He can't see them, but he hears yeah. uh, Duncan say something about, like, that's like referencing a blowjob, I guess. Right, right. Or, no, it was like referencing penetration, because he was saying that, like... Some sexual between the two of yeah. them, yeah. Yeah, because he was saying something about it hurts, and he was saying hold, like hold still, or some something to that effect. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so he was like, "Wait a minute!" So he went back and said something to his wife, and his wife was. <laughs> he asked the wife, "Did he ever? Um, did she ever think about his sexual orientation?" Right, and she was like, "I didn't think he had one." Yeah, so. she was like, I, I never did. I think he had one. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. So, yeah, that was um, that. <laughs> so, yeah. So now uh, he's like obsessed with finding out if his son is gay or straight or. Yeah. Right. Right. Which, they, I, you know. which, to their credit, they do probably until the end. Of the movie, they do a good job with not necessarily saying if it's good or bad. Right, right. Just that the parent, just like well, particularly the dad, is just like curious and trying to find out. Right, right. So, so I will say that. But um, 
Yeah, so then the next thing, which is freaking disgusting. I always thought this was disgusting. Blade takes his gold tooth out and gives it to Duncan to put in. Yeah, that's really gross. That was gross. That would have been gross to me then. Yes. And it's super gross to me now. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Right. Where's somebody else's gold tooth straight out their mouth? Right. Just here, take this. What? Can we at least dip it in alcohol first or something? Like, <laughs> right? Can it like marinate in Listerine for a few days? Like, ew. Something. Ew. Like, oh, I could so. taste your lunch. You know, like. <laughs> yeah. So. It. Yeah. Yeah. It was gross. So. Yeah. It puts. They it go puts, out to the club. Yeah, they puts puts the gold in and go out to the club. <laughs> Again, these are high schoolers and they're going to right. I'm like, what club <laughs> is this the teen club? What club are they going to? Far from a there's, teen a, there's club. a bar and everything. Right. <laughs> this was far from a teen club. And that's another thing. I watching this as a kid, I was like, Man, I can't wait to get to high school. Like <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna go out to the club. Can't wait. Yeah. So, yeah. Also, nobody looks like that in high school. <laughs> Man. So, yeah, so they go to the club. Of course, the real Blade is having the best night of his life because everybody He's misses all him. the girls. Right. Pulling all the girls. Um, yeah. And uh, they're, they're just walking up and want to dance with him or just walk straight up to him and kiss him or just like, you know, whatever. Everybody right. knows his name. They're all like, welcome yes. back, which is just like, um, kind of confusing considering the fact that nobody else, nobody at school seems to know they're not who they say they are. <laughs> right. Right. <But> okay. <laughs> right. Again, we have to suspend logic. <laughs> right. So, so, excuse me. So, yeah. Um, Duncan, on the other hand, is not um, having the best of luck with the ladies. Not at all. Um, his corny pickup lines are not working at all. Um, he eventually pulls one to where they're able to go out on the dance floor and dance. When they go out on the dance floor and dance, he um bumps into these two guys, one of them being Brother Man from the Fifth Flow. Mm-hmm. You know, it's so funny. Um, it's kind of like a running theme with these kid and play movies, is that it's pretty connected to Martin. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because we have Martin Lawrence, we have Tommy Ford, and we have um, um, Brother Man from the Fifth Floor. I forgot his name to save my life, but uh, <laughs> which is so funny because I follow him on Instagram. But oh my yeah. goodness, yeah, <laughs> that's uh, I think that's Reginald Ballard. I think you're right. Yeah, yeah I think you're right. So, um, yeah, so he bumps into these two guys. Um, they're visibly upset. But Blade comes over and smooth things over. Come to find out, he's like their little homie. Yeah. And um, they're happy to see him, of course. So um, they end up having this conversation when they leave the club, which is still funny to me. Um, (laughs) He is talking to him. And, my God, Blade speaks so aggressively. Yes. But he is talking to him and telling him he basically needs to basically start um, adopting his swag 
you know. Yeah, he's trying to teach him AAVE. Yeah. How to use the perpetual B and all this stuff. And uh, Duncan is intellectualizing it, right? He's yeah. Like, well, that doesn't make sense. That the, the the verb and the subject or whatever doesn't agree or like, you know. Right, right, right. It was like, so let's go back to this B thing, you know. Like, it yeah. is such a good scene. And watching it now, I was just like, you know, I wonder if they had an English teacher or professor helping to write this script. Because there's no oh, yeah, way just sure. like an average writer could really get this together, you know? Yeah. So. For sure they were looking at it. just reminded me of the whole, uh, this is probably, I don't think this is the same year, but it was definitely a couple years later where there was a whole thing about Ebonics being taught in school, mm-hmm. which was not what was happening, but they were trying to help kids learn how to code switch from Ebonics right. to standard American English or something. Um, but it reminded me of that. And it was just really funny because uh, at one point, Duncan uh, calls Blade stupid. And of course, Blade is like, thanks, because stupid is, is dope, it's great, you know? Mm-hmm. And But Duncan doesn't know that. And then again, Duncan asks him or calls him deaf, which yeah. is also at the time, you know, a slang term for something's really, right. really dope or whatever. And uh, Duncan's like, yeah, of course, I'm the de- like I'm the deafest or whatever. Duncan takes it literally and then tries to say something under his breath. And uh, when Blade hears him, of course, uh, you know, he he's like about to jump him or whatever. And uh, Duncan's like, well, wait, you said you were deaf. Like, I'm like, Duncan, you've been talking to this man the whole time. What are you doing? Right, right. But just to show, you know, they're kind of uh, different worlds that they reside in, you know. Mm-hmm. But yeah. yeah, I like that scene. It was really interesting. Mm-hmm. Was yeah, funny. so I thought that was a really good scene too. That so, was. Yeah. It kind of reminded me of that. Who's on first? Uh huh. It yeah. definitely reminds me of that. So yeah, because they were speaking, they were speaking in two different books. <laughs> they yeah, definitely sure. two different books. So, um, so yeah, so he ends up um, taking them home and whatnot. And so when they go home, he's like, "I gotta get my um, suitcase." So when they go upstairs to get his suitcase, Duncan is like, "Hey, I gotta give you some of my things because you have to be me." Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> so he gives him. A few items out of his uh, closet, and Blade is looking at it, and he's like, "Yeah, no, I'll get my own things." So, <laughs> yeah, so we end up dressing like their own interpretations of each other, right? They're right. never exactly the same as the other, but definitely uh, leaning more towards that person they're supposed to be. Right. Right. Absolutely. So when he's leaving, he runs into the parents and he is like, you know, he's he's gonna be one hell of a home. So mean to them. He's so mean he to his was parents. Ridiculously mean to the parents. He was ridiculous, like for no reason mean. And yeah, so when he leaves, he's he tells them that he's gonna that Dunk is gonna be one hell of a homie. Mm-hmm. But the dad is like, did he say homo? Right. 
That is really funny coming from you. But <laughs> right. <laughs> it was just like, oh yeah, they couldn't do that in 2022 yeah. at all. I mean, you know, you could, but what really makes the whole kind of like them wondering about his sexuality thing super weird and and gross is like what happens at the end. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And then I think it plays up to the point of him really not having any friends for real. He's mm-hmm. never had nobody over to the house or anything like that. And then the one time that he does, it's this guy. Mm-hmm. And this guy is completely opposite from anybody that they thought that he would bring home. Mm-hmm. And then the little bits of... Yeah, he's dressing up. They're going out. You know. Right. And then a little bits of combo that, that the dad does here, he's going far left with it, you know? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, yeah, so what happens next? <laughs> well, they go back to school after that, right? I think, I think you're right. Yeah, so they, yeah, yeah they do go, they do go to school. Um yeah, I totally drew a blank on what happened at. Well, we we see them in school, and um, you can see uh, Blade in particular kind of like thriving in this advanced placement yeah. environment. Yeah, uh, which is really interesting. I was like, okay, I did not. I did not expect so much of it like actually happen because you know so many movies like this they don't really take place in school that much. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, because he had that dissertation. Because... He had that dissertation yeah. that he had to do, and right. he actually excelled in it. Mm-hmm. He started. Yeah. He started to really thrive and improve and like change his outlook on stuff. Um, mm-hmm. Which I was like, oh, see, see, we can just right. like give everybody a really good education. <laughs> right, right. Which which shows that if he actually were to have applied himself, yeah, then he could have thrived, you know, yeah. academically. But I think also, I mean, it's also the environment that you're in too, right? Because you have, mm-hmm. like, specifically, I'm talking like the way these look, right? So right. if I'm in a in a school where like I've got graffiti all over the place, like things are broken and dirty or whatever, how's that going to make me feel about education? Right. Versus if I'm in a place where it's uh, more quiet, people are like actually interested in teaching you. They want to hear what you have to say. Right. Uh, It's clean and nice. You know, how Mm -hmm. am I going to feel about going there? Right. 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 And then with um, Duncan, excuse me, he's actually the thing that he's been trying to avoid, which is the whole reason why he's a, a new kid at this school is PE and he's actually mm-hmm. thriving in that as well because mm-hmm. he found his niche and that was being a kicker in football. Right. And that was a great scene where he's like the coach is like, you know, coach doesn't really know what to do with him. So he's like, here, kick this football in the goal, whatever. Mm-hmm. And Duncan's like lining it up, you know, he's like adjusting his angles. He's trying mm-hmm. to test the wind, you know, throw some grass into the air to see what the uh direction the wind is going. All that right, stuff. Right. And uh, he runs up, stops, runs up a little bit more. <laughs> like just very awkward. But he gets it into the goal. He gets the goal, right? 
And uh, it's because he's using, you know, uh, ge geometry basically that he's applied before. Right. You know, he's learned before to this game. So he's able to take those skills and use that for PE to become a part of the football team, be a kicker. Right, right. And he definitely excelled at that. And he continuously kicked the field goal. Mm -hmm. You know, so the one thing that he was trying to avoid, he actually excelled. So, yeah. And then so it in, worked out uh, for both Blade's of them, case, you know? yeah, well, because in Blade's case with the dissertation, he's able to take his knowledge and fascination of cars to use that to deliver the information uh, for mm -hmm. his dissertation. Right, right. Because I think um, his dissertation was supposed to be about love or reproductive something like that. System. The reproductive system. Yes, yes. <laughs> so, yeah. So I was like, well, okay. <laughs> right. Right, and it was just like, this is what y'all doing in high school? But okay. Right, I feel like um, you have to really know the kid to give him that assignment. <laughs> it could go in so many ways. Right, right. So it it worked out. So, um, yeah. So, so we see them actually excelling in these classes. Mm -hmm. So that's a good thing. And then they're also... Um, getting close to their love entrances on as well. Yes, yes. And they um, move uh, very, like, in very parallel, like, their relationships, right? Mm -hmm. Even the girls, like, they have, like, pretty much kind of the same lines at the same time kind of thing. Right, um, right. But we also have Mink, right, who's played by Tommy. Yes. Who was Tommy in the, in the Martin show, right? Right, right. And so Mink is like the drug dealer, right? Big drug dealer. And yeah. um, that's who Wedge works for. Mm -hmm. And uh, <laughs> Mink has on this dusty pink linen suit. <laughs> like it's, and with the shirt and tie to match or whatever, it's very like Miami 80s kind of thing. Right. You know? he's, he's your st stereotypical drug dealer. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Small time though. Yes, yes. He has a small B. What is it? A BMW. He has a small BMW. Mm -hmm. He has the um, the big glasses, and then he has the little mink. You know his signature style. So um, that's what that was. Because there's one yeah, point where he's like with thing, like a bunch of tails around like his collar. Mm. Yeah, those are minks. Yeah. Yeah. So. Um, the first time we see him is when he bailed Wedge out of jail. I forgot why he was in jail, but he fight, bailed some Wedge. fight. Who knows? Yeah, right. Ain't no telling with Wedge, but he bailed him out of jail. Um, and so they have a talk because he noticed that uh, people are not paying their tabs mm -hmm. because not only is he the bully, he is the the school drug dealer, and people aren't paying their tabs to him. Um, one of the people being a uh, popsicle, mm -hmm. you know? So he's like, you know, you need to change the trajectory of the school back to you, you know? So. Yeah. You, you have to be the biggest, baddest one. It can't be, it can't be blade. Right. Right. So, um, so yeah, so he's having that issue. There was another time in the movie where he's having, um, 
Like he he didn't been he got beat up several times because at that um ball um blade quote unquote was in um PE class, he ran to a certain point and the two guys from the club were there waiting on him because Wedge was following him. Excuse me. And they beat him up there. Yeah, the two guys from the club are kind of acting as Duncan security. Right. Um, to keep Blade away from him. Right, right. So they beat him up there and made it look like he made it look like Blade, quote unquote, beat him up. Then there was another time where he was trying to get his money from Popsicle <clears throat> and Blade, quote unquote, um, intervened and he yeah, came Popsicle was talking him. about he needed some money for that. Yeah, yeah. I was like, Popsicle. Right. <laughs> right. Didn't see that one coming. Didn't see that one coming. No, I did um, not. That was very much like out of the blue. Yeah. Yeah. I would have understood we, but yeah, yeah. Yeah. Was like, that, was, that was a little harsh, yeah. <laughs> so so yeah, so he follows quote unquote blade into a room and the two guys beat him up in a room. They throw a bag over his head and beat him up and throw him out in the right. hallway. And then right. make it look like make it look like Duncan did it, right? Right, right. So he's like, Man, there's three or four of them. Like and yeah, he's like, yeah. <laughs> he wasn't lying, but he was he looked so jacked up, you know. Both his eyes are black, like swollen, yeah. red, all that stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And for him to be a dark, dark skinned man and for his face to be so red, it was a mess. He got he got beat up. Yeah. But, yeah. There and, was also a scene with um um Blade, he's talking to Ellen, you know. Uh, and he like reveals some insecurities that he has um, about himself. He feels like, you know, that he's not special. You know, nobody's like excited to see him, or or he feels like he's not worthy of love, basically. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yeah. oh shoot, I did not expect that. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. It, it's a few unexpected gems in this movie, you mm-hmm. know. So. Um, so yeah, so yeah, there's another scene, um, with, with Mink and Wedge to where Mink was going to kill Wedge and that was tied up with like, uh, jumper cables. Yes. Yes. Tied up in the chair with jumper cables and he talked his way out of it. Um, so the whole thing, he basically blamed everything that's going on on Blade. Said he was gonna get him. So he gave him another. Blade chance. is the reason you don't. Right. You're not getting your money. So you know. Yeah. Let me yeah. let me take care of Blade and whatever you know. Right, right. So he gave him another chance to make things right. So um, in the midst of this, um, quote unquote, Blade and Demita going a. Um, a date, <laughs> and they were so cute. They were how they cute. had them um, coordinated mm-hmm. outfits. They did. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. And he tells her he's leaving. He tells his uh, he's like five thousand pops. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. <laughs> so yeah, so they go to a restaurant, 
And she gets hit on uh, by these three guys. One of the guys being Pootie Tang. Yeah, because I remember her saying, uh, or him saying, oh, yeah, that his Jerry Curl is natural. Right. He's saying Jerry right. Curl is natural. I said, excuse me. <laughs> yeah. And they, like, legit had an argument. Like, <laughs> so, so, yeah, so Duncan's just sitting there while all this is transpiring. He's not trying to defend her. Right. She's arguing with them, you know. Yeah, she got up. She's in their face and everything, so. They thinking they really king shit and really going to punk, punk this man on this date or whatnot. And so and then yeah. Ellen and the real blade walk into the club or the restaurant. Oh, yes, yes, yes. They go into the same club. They're sitting at another table and they're watching the whole thing transpire. And, and of course, you know, Blade, it, his main concern is his rep. You know, like he doesn't want his rep to get messed up during this whole switcheroo. So while Demita is arguing with these guys, she turned around and she's just like, Blake, you're not going to defend me. Right. And so that's when he gets involved. And then they realize that this is the Blade Brown. So they're like, oh, shit. Never mind. You know. Right. Right. So now he gets up and flexes hard. Mm-hmm. Hard. So then they ended up leaving. When they leave, they pass um the real blade and Ellen and <laughs> they flex on him. <laughs> so Duncan flexes on Blade and Blade Yeah, kinda, he just kind of embarrasses Blade. Right, right. But he kinda he kind of snaps back into the old blade, but Ellen stopped him, and then that's when he realizes, hey, I'm Duncan right now. So he had he had to let him flex, and that that tore him up. Mm-hmm. That tore him up. He was but sick. He had, yeah, he had to let him do it though. So that was a cute scene. That was mm-hmm. a cute scene. Um, yeah. So, and then uh, Demita takes um, takes Duncan to her job for some reason. It's a <laughs> she works yeah. at a wax museum. Yes. And uh, she's really interested in like art design and direction or, or something like that because she like designed this like particular poster. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, this I I appreciate it because yeah, before she was set up to be this vixen, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like she was hypersexualized, she was one dimensional. Mm-hmm. Well, she's just into him because he's supposed to be the baddest dude, you know? Right, right. So. I really appreciated that they put this scene into the movie because they show her in a different light. Mm-hmm. You know, like she she has some type of depth there. She has an interest, right? Right, right. So I did I did appreciate that, even though they're leaning on those tropes. I did appreciate that. So yeah, she yeah. has an interest that's outside of them, and also a job. You know, right. life outside of you know what's going on in the movie. Right, right, which she's excelling at as well, you know. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so, um, he ends up, right, <laughs> so he ends up taking her home. Um, and then she like tongues him down and he don't know what to do with it, you know. So, um, he, he's like just about to, he's like about to pass out basically, right, and, right. Um, 
they're playing the song in the background called uh, Moments of Moments in Love by Art of yes. Noise. Yes. Which is like which I love that song. Now here's the thing, like my parents had that particular CD. So I knew that song. <laughs> and then um I don't know, like a few years later it just got really popular and everybody'd be at the lunch table, you know, doing the whole thing for Moments mm-hmm. of Love. Um yeah. it seemed like everybody they, was sampling it at one point too. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, and so. um, they actually because they're both on these dates, you know, and this is the one time where you they're both sharing like the same song through these scenes, mm-hmm. and they they both you know have good dates. They both get you know kisses at the end of their dates, and they both try to tell the ladies like, hey, you know, I'm not really who you think I am, mm-hmm. but of course something always gets in the way, right? Right. And so uh, this song is just like being shared through both of these scenes at the same time to kind of show that they're both in the same place mm-hmm. uh, with this vulnerability yeah, um, in these relationships. Right. Right. So I thought that was a pretty dope um, scene. Mm-hmm. So, um, so yeah, so we move on from that and then uh, what happened there? Yeah, we see, we see. Um, Blade is uh, at home with his mom, and he's like doing homework, you know. Yeah. And he's got this uh, flower that he got from Ellen, like on the table, and his mom is asking him, like, "What is that?" And uh, he right. basically She's just like, "Oh." Skeptical. She's yeah. highly and, everything. <laughs> yeah. Well. Yeah, he's like, well, uh, he basically says, you know, Ellen gave him the flower and it made him feel special. So he thought it might make, you know, his mom feel special too. So that's why he put it on the table to like brighten up the mm-hmm. place and everything. And I was like, oh my God, you never <laughs> felt special before. You know? <laughs> right, right. And his right. mom kind of smiles, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which you could tell that it, it's not often that her son made her smile. Yeah. But that was a good thing, you know. Yeah. So then um, we fast forward to a dance that they had. And um, with the dance coming up, it was a um, an anti-drug well, dance. Well, the thing is, it was it was the scene where Popsy was talking about he need that money for the yayo or whatever. And Polly Shore comes up. I don't yeah. know where. <laughs> well, the thing is, is that Polly Shore was in a lot of movies back then. He was. He was. So it wasn't, it was, it was random, but it wasn't abnormal, if that makes sense. No, yeah, I get that. But it was also like, he was not in any other scenes before this. No, no. I was like, what? There was no warning that Polly Short's going to show up right now. Right, right. And, you know. And, and the, like, the irony of it that he's doing an anti-drug rally and he's, he's the neighborhood pothead. Like, right. Yeah. And he's a neighborhood pothead. Like, and he was high telling him about the anti-drug rally. Yes. <laughs> you know, but, yeah. it's very much that 90s, you know, say no to drugs, crack is whack, you know, mm-hmm. kind of thing. That's that's the that's one of the big messages, right? Because the other one is like um, Ellen's like trying to let uh, Blade know that she's ready to make love, you know. So she hands him a condom. I was like, oh, this is so 90s. 
you know, like yeah, I love it. that was the night of the um of the rally. The rally, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. Polly Shore is running this say no to drugs, crack is rock rally. I was like, Yeah. Okay. <laughs> right. And then he randomly heard that Blade can rap. And I'm like, that never came up in this movie never. at all. Like the Blade not, never talked about music. He never rapped anything. It was no, like, like at all. So he wants like, Blade to perform, and I'm just like, it is still. It's just like, how do you not know this is not Blade? <laughs> but okay, I I don't know. I don't know. But <laughs> but yeah. So yeah. So he asked him to perform at this rally. Excuse me. The real Blade accepts, even though the fake Blade is like. Not trying to do it. I'm do that, right? Right. So, the real blade has to teach the fake blade rhythm and how to rap. Mm-hmm. So, they go through this whole scene of him teaching them, which was pretty entertaining. Then <clears throat> they get to the to the anti drug rally, and he's about to go on stage, and he is. They have this. Has- they have this. At first, they have this boy band like. Like this, this boy, like this group of dudes who are like singing, like and dancing, and like doing some kind of acrobatic flips and stuff. I was like, yeah. oh, okay, right. It was weird. It was, it was this very not weird. like my anti drug rally. That was not at all, <laughs> not at all. And then, they, and then, Polly Short, like he performed, and he got tomatoes thrown at him. <laughs> yeah, because it was awful. Right. Oh man. So yeah. So um. He goes and gets he goes and gets the fake blade. So he comes up there and he's visibly nervous, but yes. he starts rapping and the real blade is on the side and he cannot take it. So but he the thing is up. he's doing a really good job. Right. Duncan is doing a really right. Good job. It's very easy, barely an inconvenience. And I'm like, we're not gonna pretend like Duncan has never rapped before. Like I know it's kid in play, so we we're gonna get a musical performance, but like right. he had no trouble. <laughs> right, right, right. But Dun but um Blake cannot take it. He's not doing it up to par. He's not doing it the way Blake yeah, would do there it. Is, there is a point where he gets like really off beat. Yeah. Um yeah. So so the real black comes on stage, and but remember he's quote unquote Duncan. So everybody's like, "Wait a minute, you know, Duncan can so, right, right." So he goes on there and he's rapping. So now that we get the whole song, you know that we are expected from Kid and Play, or expecting rather, so. Mm-hmm. They have this performance. The performance is awesome. Uh, then probably the best drug song, right? Right. Then um, after that, um, something happened where they jumped off the stage. Oh, you know, just like jumping to the crowd or whatever. Yeah, um, but yeah, after that, just the whole thing with Ellen and Blade, and she hands him the condom. Yeah. You know. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, so they yeah. go into Lucille, <laughs> and they're about to get it on. Then um, I was like, in the parking lot with the with all the windows down. Yeah, and the sun. I mean, and the the roof off and everything. It was going. It's not down. like the parking lot was empty. Like <laughs> right, like folks are still walking back and forth. They didn't care. 
you know? So. Yeah. <clears throat> this whole time, like, Tommy is really, or Mink is really trying to, you know, find Blade and, like, so is Wedge, you know? Because mm -hmm. he's interrupting their business. Right, right. And they can't have that. Absolutely mm -hmm. not. So, and I'm like, <clears throat> was this Tommy's job the whole time? Is this why he never wanted to say anything? Right, right. Which <laughs> makes sense. If you're a big time drug dealer, you don't want to tell the world, you know. You know, out here bullying teenagers. Yeah. <laughs> so they ended up they ended up um, kidnapping Duncan while he was with Demita. So Demita goes and tells. Uh, popsicle so him and her and popsicle go get the real blade while he's like in the interrupting midst of, their session right yeah right while he's in the midst of getting it on so they all hop in the car trying to figure out where they need to go to uh find him mm -hmm. but then um they're out all night and yeah. that scene um with the pay phones comes up once it's yeah. a, once it's the morning it's such a great shot it's such a yeah. great shot yeah yeah it really is so um we have that we have that scene when they're all calling home to let their parents know like hey i'm okay but it's still gonna be a while before i come home and mm -hmm. i'll deal with the consequences when i get there <laughs> And then, and then with Popsicle, that was the funniest part because apparently he stays with his uncle and his uncle can't hear. So he's trying to yell at him through the phone and it is not working <laughs> at all. So, no. so yeah. Um, then after that, um, they... Uh, they find them somehow and there's a, a car chase and uh, they're trying to like pull Duncan away from the drug dealer car into their car, and of yeah. course, there's like obstacles in the road where they have to like try not to hit or whatever. Right, and right. They're in both lanes of the street, and mm. so eventually, there's an oncoming uh, truck uh, coming towards the uh, coming towards Mink's car, and uh, they have to basically like let Duncan go. <laughs> Yeah. Um, yeah. So they let Duncan go and they mm -hmm. um he's in the car with them. So now they're following them. They end up going to Demita's job, the wax museum. They say, let's go to the wax museum. I'm like of all places. What? Yeah. <laughs> what was the reasoning behind that? Right. I don't know if you just wanted to use the wax museum for what comes next, but I was just yeah. Like, yeah, the wax okay. the wax museum had to come back at some point. Right, you know? I guess. But then we get this great scene. The checkout's gun in, in the wax museum. <laughs> right. Right. So they're in the they're in the, they're in the wax museum. And it's so funny because some of those wax figures, they're trying to figure out while they're in this whole cat and mouse situation with guns, they're trying to figure out who these people are that are these wax figures. We don't have time for this, y'all. Right. <laughs> And there is one wax figure that's like on like a gurney, right? And it's got a um, you know a sheet over it, like it's a dead body, mm -hmm. with a full heart on. Yeah. Oh wow! <laughs> I was like, I oh, okay. 
Right. I didn't even. Yeah, I was that. like, somebody uh, stuck that in here, huh? Hold on. Yeah, but they're running around all these different wax figures. There's like a horror section for some reason in the wax museum. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, one of the mannequins they bump into, I like bursts and oozes and stuff. So, like, mm. I would not expect that from a wax museum, but okay. And uh, yeah, you know, like they just like bumping into like scary looking figures. And, yeah, it was like it was like a haunted house or a theme park. Right, right. Yeah. Yeah, hold on, because this this might mess up something. So hold on. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Uh, we keep having some weirdo keeps putting comments in that are not appropriate. So oh, I've been blocking them. Yeah. I've been blocking them, but this last time I couldn't block them for whatever reason. So, yeah. But anywho. Yeah, so they're in the um, wax museum, and they're shooting at each other and all kinds of stuff. Like it's a lot going on in this wax museum. Then, of course, nobody gets hit. And you got a lot of physical comedy going on, right? Um, you know, folks hiding in plain sight, kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, folks getting. There's this. Um, <laughs> there's this one. Um, wax figure of supposed to be like Satchmo, you know? And it just looks so racist. Like he's <laughs> he's very dark and his lips are like very pinkish. And I was like, oh this is yeah. Where did we get this one? Like <laughs> put that right. one back. <laughs> like Yeah. Yeah. It was a lot of things that was like, oh okay. Yeah. So <laughs> but um the police and wedge gets knocked out again. Which gets knocked out again briefly. Yeah. Yep. You're right. You're right. You're right. Yeah. So, yeah. So, a lot of things are going on. And um, police were called. I don't, I don't know if they were called or if the silent alarm went off. Who called them? Right. I think it had yeah. to be an alarm situation because yeah. it's not like but if she worked phone. there, you would have thought she would have turned the alarm off. But hey. Maybe she knows? wanted the police to come, you know? possible again we have to suspend that logic <laughs> so, <laughs> so yeah so the police come so they have a moment where they're all like in within a couple of feet from one another pointing guns at each other in the wax museum in the wax museum so <laughs> so yeah so everybody gets arrested and then we get to the point where um, Duncan is telling a story from behind mm -hmm. bars. And so they ended back up. The beginning. Uh, yes, back to the beginning. So they um, end up having 
an argument, Duncan and um, Blade. They end up having an argument behind bars. And that's when it comes out that Duncan, that Duncan is not Duncan and Blade is not Blade. And it comes out in front of everybody. And so now they're mad. Yep, yep. And they're going off on them. Which can't blame them. Right. Yeah. Definitely can't blame them. So, yeah. And um, the police want uh, Blade to testify uh, against Mink, uh, basically. And uh, Doug is like, not really into it, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and he says, like, I've got things to see and people to do, you know. <laughs> right. As he's leaving. And then there was one point where... Um, um, Duncan actually like punched uh, Wedge himself for the first time because every time Duncan's been getting beat up, it's been the two guys from the club, you know. So mm-hmm. He's actually, you know, getting a little tough himself, being able to actually fight, you know. Yeah, uh, yeah and that was shot great. in a really cool way too. Like I like mm-hmm. that one too. Um, yeah, and then um we get to the knowledge bowl, which I had completely forgotten about. Yes. <laughs> yes. And, and uh, they, and like, everybody knows. Yeah, everybody knows now because of this situation. Everybody knows who the real Duncan and the real Blade is. So now they worked out a deal with the school to have both Blade and Duncan in the knowledge bowl. Mm-hmm. And they won, basically. They win. <laughs> and uh, they win because... Uh, <laughs> Oh, also, the host name is Skip Wakeman, and it calls him, you know, the Wakeman yes. or whatever. Like, and um, you know, they're asking all these different questions. And uh, at one point, uh, like the question that's the last question that's going to help them win against the other school is about uh, Shakespeare. And Ellen and Ellen, I'm sorry, Ellen and Blade were, had had like a date where she was telling him about Shakespeare and how. Um, she was repeating one of his poems where he says, uh, you know, like to die in your eyes, basically. Mm-hmm. And she tells him, well, you know, die didn't mean like actual death and an, an orgasm, which is true. Yeah. And um, so that's like the question that they get asked at the knowledge bowl. Of all questions. <laughs> like, what to die mean? I was like, well, that's okay. Right. <laughs> that's the question. All right. Right. And so he's able to answer it. And he also does like a some really quick code switching because he was about to say that's when you pop oh never mind you know like, yeah <laughs> uh, a, a sexual or you know an orgasm or whatever so that's yeah. what wins them the knowledge bowl and like right. everybody's parents are there all their friends are there you know the girls are there to cheer them on mm-hmm. and everything yeah right and even the cop that was watching them while they were behind bars he wanted to get hooked up with that administrative assistant yeah which he ended up doing and they were at the knowledge bowl together yeah they were yeah yeah so he wins he wins the knowledge bowl for the school and all is right in the world and there's like some serious prizes there's like a trip to hawaii Mm-hmm. And like a like a new floor or roof or whatever for the school. I was like, whoa, right. okay, right, right, <laughs> right. Like it was a big deal. Yeah. It was a big deal. So uh... <laughs> we had pizza parties. Like you had a what a trip to Hawaii, right? And you might have got some some uh, money for the athletic department, but 
Yeah. But yeah. And then um Demita and uh, the real Duncan, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, go back to his parents' house and they're having sex in his room. Yeah. Like, oh my God. <laughs> that that right. was really cool. The, <laughs> the parents had to hear the headboard, right? Mm-hmm. So he's like, oh my gosh, what is going on? Let me go check. So he goes to check and he opens the door and sees them having sex. Yeah. And they're and acting what? like, yeah. yeah, they're acting like, yeah, oh my God. We just got caught by my dad, and the dad is like, <gasps> "Yeah, so they happy, right? right. And he, he's happy because his son is straight, right? Like, oh, okay, right, right. And then off, and, and then offers to get like, the girls happy to drink. Yeah, like right. he's like staying <laughs> having a conversation. I was like, oh my god, right? That was hilarious. And right. I was just so like, sad. can you imagine if they were like at her house? Oh, that, that wouldn't have happened at her house because remember she had like no. a million people at her house and her dad. Well, I mean the reaction would not, you know, it was like, oh, oh so no, it's cool that he has a girl in his room. But you know, had she had a boy in his room, you know, it would have been a problem. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely, yeah, so. absolutely. So he goes back and tells the mom, and that actually He's turns the mom too. on. Yeah, that was really weird. I was, was like, oh. I thought it was weird when I was a kid. <laughs> I thought that was weird. Yeah. I definitely thought that was weird when I was a kid. And I still think it's weird now. It's like, yeah, yeah you're turned on by the thought of your son having sex with yeah. a woman. Yeah. Gross. We need to rethink some of the boundaries in this relationship. This is a little, this is a little right. 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 So, yeah. So, that was class act. So, our yes. rating system is as follows. One is trash AF. Two, it exists. Three, entertaining. Four, great. Five, a true classic. So, Maria, what say you? Oh, I would say a 4.5, right? I can see, like, uh, how popular, why this movie would be, like, so popular. Because it's still really funny. Mm-hmm. Uh, still really enjoyable today. Like, you know, which is... Not something you can say for a lot of comedies around that time, you know, thinking about you, Polly Shore, Biodo. Um, Dude. Or Instagram, <laughs> okay. <laughs> you know. Uh, but yeah, we definitely have like some real issues going on with the colorism in the movie. Yeah. And like the sexual harassment, accidental sexual harassment <laughs> movie, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that's why I would give it a 4.5. So. Okay. Kind of breaking the rules, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, <clears throat> I would say I would probably say a four point five as well. Um, We're both making the rules today. Yeah, yeah. But you know, because of the fact that I just absolutely loved this movie as a kid, and I used to watch it a lot, mm-hmm. probably shouldn't have been watching this as much as I did as a kid, but. Well, I can see like kids not picking up on some things, you know, whatever. Yeah, because I'm when I tell you I did not pick up on the administrative assistant. I legit thought she had to use the bathroom. I was just like, why don't yeah. she just go use the bathroom? Yeah, but, she's over there uh, like seeing jail bait 
to like the pictures and I was like, oh, girl. Uh-uh. Right, because like she was she was doing the pee dance to me. I'm sorry. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I that's what yeah. it is, and that's how it should always be. Right, right. And that's just <laughs> what it is. So um, but like you said, um, it's it's still funny in 2022. Mm-hmm. You know, like this movie is legit 30 years old. Yeah. You know, and it's still it's still a good movie. And then let's just be real. Ken and Play can really act. Yeah, they can. They can. They I mean, act. Um, yeah. you see, I think you see a probably a little bit of a wider range. Mm-hmm. Um, you definitely see a wider characters. range in this movie because we're, we yeah. were so used to house party. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? We By this point, we had two of them, you know, and those were mega hits. So to see yeah, them sure. in another light, that was dope, you know. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, and it's still, it's still enjoyable. It's still enjoyable yeah, today. Yeah, and um, and like I said, they they played on VH1 often, you know, and that that's for a reason. They they played it just about as much as they played at house parties, you know. Yeah. Um, they have really good replay value. That's you know. yeah, yeah. And I thought I don't know if it's because it was bigger in my life, but I thought the mm-hmm. I thought the movie was bigger than what it actually was. Because uh, I had looked up and saw the box office; it wasn't that much. But yeah, um, it wasn't. Yeah, but um, we had to. Yeah, because the budget was seven point five million. Yeah, I mean the budget was seven point five million, but they made thirteen point two million. So yeah. Yeah, um, so. for me that's successful, but they really always want to make like three times the amount. Of it. Mm-hmm. But um, right. it came out in number seven, so it wasn't not a hit, you know. Right, uh, it wasn't although, a flop. Yeah, it wasn't a flop. But if you like, I looked at the Rotten Tomatoes for this. Uh huh. Okay, and so the tomato meter has like twelve reviews, right? And it gives it a seventeen percent. So that. The audience score has 5,000 reviews or ratings. Uh-huh. And it gives it a 73%, which puts it, you know, way above fresh. Right. So right. there's definitely, you know, a big disconnect here for this one mm-hmm. between the critics and the audience. Yeah. Yeah. And I, and I like how Rotten Tomatoes has the two. Me too. You know. So, because I mean, you can definitely tell it's a big contrast because not necessary because the critics don't necessarily get it right. No, and mm. then also a lot of the critics, especially I mean now, too, and especially then, uh, were white male, you know, right? So they just did not get it. You yeah, know, women I didn't have any connection to some of the things that we're talking about. Mm-hmm. Right, right. So. Um, yeah, so you can't you can't really have a <clears throat> can't really have a really good conversation with someone who just is not of the culture and just don't get it. Even though you don't with this particular movie is like, yeah, it would be great if you were of the culture, but you don't necessarily have to you be. You don't have to be. You just have to be, you know, open-minded, I guess. Yes. To, you definitely yeah. have to be open-minded. You know. and realize you might not get all the jokes that are being told. Right, right. And that's okay. You know, 
And I feel like these critics probably watched it in somewhat of a present day as opposed to putting their mind in 1992? Well, uh, I'm not sure for all of these. I do know uh, one of the reviews here is from Roger Ebert, so he definitely reviewed it then. Yeah. Um, but he's he's off when it comes to our movie, so. Yeah, he, he can be off. He can be off. Sometimes he's on, but he can be off. So, yeah. Yeah, so <laughs> you know, uh, he, he gave it a two out of four. Um, yeah. Yeah, that may... That makes sense coming from him. So, yeah. yeah. But yeah, I enjoyed but, it. And, uh, you know, it was like an hour and 30 minutes, which is a great runtime mm-hmm. for this movie. Um, yeah. It never felt slow to me at all or anything. And um, mm-hmm. I really liked the, like, because, yeah, there were definitely some surprises with giving depth to some of the characters uh, that you just wouldn't expect from like a teen comedy. Mm-hmm. Well, you know. um, right. I uh, did like the whole crack is wax, say no to drugs thing was like super heavy handed. Um, uh, but that's that's what you would get for that time period, you know. Exactly. Everybody was against drugs back then, so yeah, yeah, yeah. they had to put something. Yeah. Something there, say no to drugs, you know. I mean it was it was huge. Mm-hmm. The whole this is your brain on drugs, you know, yes. all that stuff. Yes. So they had to put something in there. In, re- in reference to it. <laughs> Let's not talk about how crack even got in the hood, though, but, you know. No, we're not going to go there. We're going to stick to the We're just going to talk about how whack it is. <laughs> you know, we low-key want you to buy it because that's how we make our money, but... We just need to finance some things. Right. <laughs> so, we're, we're not going to talk about that part. Just We're just going to say, just say no. That's yeah. all we're going to say. Mm-hmm. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> next week, oh, next week we gotta have we gotta watch a movie that Lindsay has not seen. What movie is that, Maria? Let's see. So I sent you a list here, right? Yeah. You've seen Beauty and the Beast, though. So yeah. Okay, good. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll 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 decide what it. Let's see. Let me see. What is that? Is um. Did you see the Little Actually, Mermaid? Huh? Did you see the Little Mermaid? No. Well, there we go. That's what we're gonna do. The Little Mermaid. The Little okay. Mermaid. Yes. Now I. Yes. After next week, I can no longer say I haven't seen the Little Mermaid. Oh my god. <laughs> that was my first fandom. Really? Oh, I was obsessed. Like. Wow. I I saw it in theater, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, when it came out on VHS, I would like want to rent it all the time. Right. And so it was to the point where my parents actually rented another VCR and got a blank tape so they could like they could put it on the blank tape so they could stop renting it. Right. Right. And, and I watched that one to death till it kind of like stopped playing. And then I finally got the actual movie. Right. Yeah. And then like for my, I think it was my sixth birthday. Like they redid my room with a bunch of Little Mermaid stuff. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah. So it was not a game in your house. Not a game. Yeah. <laughs> no. Yeah. No. Uh, my mom, she didn't take us to go see cartoon movies. No. Yeah. No, she took us to go see adult movies. Yeah. Not like X 
right 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 (laughs) (laughs) but uh, movies that were not um geared towards kids i think Mm -hmm. the only movie that we saw in the theater that was geared towards kids was home alone Mm. and that's not a cartoon so if we saw a cartoon it was on cable at home oh no my mom my mom likes kids movies too so if i wanted to go see something she would go see it with me you know no if my mama didn't want to see it we weren't seeing it her house you know (laughs) her hard-earned money like it wasn't nothing that we would ask for it either so yeah it just was what it was yeah. Well, I'm sure if we made a fuss this... about it, she would take us, but yeah. Right. Just, we didn't we didn't ask not... and she didn't suggest. <laughs> so, <laughs> but Maria, where can we find you? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Valamore Dollars. You see it right there at the bottom, right there. That's how you spell it. And uh, I'm also on a podcast called Nerdgasm Noir, where it's five Black women talking nerdy things. So you can come join us over there, too. Cool. And you can find me on all socials at L underscore Renelle. That's L underscore R-A-N-E-L-L-E. And I'm also on another podcast um, called The Ish We Talk, where me and my cousin Lily, we talk about... um, a variety of topics yeah <laughs> whatever, whatever moves you you know yeah and you can follow us both on Rumi's review the movies on twitter yes and uh leave a comment give us a like what do you think we should watch next if you have some suggestions let us know yes yes we are definitely open to suggestions so um until next time when we talk about the little mermaid little mermaid all right yes. bye